city on earth. Now a spawn of jungle and ruins. They forced us out for the good of mankind. <laughs> But the Ceph aren't gone. There is one thing left to do. Hunt them all down and take back the city. Hello and welcome to this Xbox Life episode 229. Stupid, stupid Xbox. I am your host, Mark AK Wingman709, and with me as always is my good buddy Rob. What's up, everybody? Also known as Presar on Xbox Live, and this show is coming to you hotter than a Russian meteorite. Yes, sir. It's pretty hot, but we're I not going go to injure anybody. I did go there. <laughs> yes. We're not no broken anybody. glass, <laughs> but we are supersonic. We might, uh, we might, there could be some damage as people careen off the, you know, especially if they're driving while they're listening to us and they get mad at something you say, you know. Of course, they yes. never get upset at anything I say, because... Oh, of course not. Because I'm perfect, but... <laughs> yeah, you, you don't want people to agree with you. You tell them to agree with you. I tell them what they need to know. Yes, exactly. And they're like, okay, thank you. May I have another? <laughs> That's why you're a wing man, not a wing boy. Yeah, exactly. There you go. <laughs> well, you're more than welcome to visit us at thisxboxlife.com. And uh, our good buddy, Brun, Mr. BJSwick33, recently posted a pretty good thought-provoking commentary yes, article over there the other day. So be sure to head over there and comment on what your opinion is of the future of used games after reading his story. Um, so first of all, we got some random stuff. Stuff. This is yeah. We need to get like some like voiceovers where it goes random stuff. We'll get Vin, Vin Diesel to do it. Random stuff. There you go. All right, this is our random stuff section. So Rob, you got anything random to talk about? No. <laughs> do right. you? Yeah. No. I, no Bring not, it. Not really. Not really. No one wants to hear it. So um, we'll just move on into gaming. So. What have you been playing this week, Rob? I played a couple of things, nothing really worth talking about, so I'll throw it back in your court. What have you been playing? Wow. I've been playing something, but I don't really want to talk about it. That's Wow, could you be more exciting? No. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> this, can't. This is going to be an interesting show. I played one of the best games of 2013. Of course, I know it's only February, but this game is awesome. Dead Space 3. I've uh, gone through this game twice now. Um, it, it's it's fun. I'm going to take a break now um, because, and I actually picked, started playing and went back to Aliens Colonial Marines. Yes, yeah, so I played that this week. Played it today. And um, I got to say, last week I was saying how it really wasn't that bad, but <laughs> after playing Dead Space 3 all week and then popping in Aliens, Wow, the visuals really are bad. <laughs> it was like, I was like, wow, this really is not very good. I mean, it's not the wow. worst. It's not the worst, but man, it just does not live up to what we expect in our top tier games, you know? I mean, yeah, yeah. it's just, and I had only played one level before, and I think last week I was like, well, you know, it's not the best, obviously, but... You know, I, it was just funny because when I put it in today after playing Dead Space and staring at that beautiful, you know, screens for the last week straight, yeah, yeah. Uh, pop this in and it's just like, 
ugh. You know, like that was my first thought. I was like, wow, this is y- uh, yucky. <laughs> did you feel like you went back to 2006? I did feel like I went back to 2006. So yeah, but um, I'm still playing. It's okay. It's it it does feel like a budget title. So. But um, I did finish my second mission today. And if anybody does have this and wants to play the multiplayer or co-op, hit me up. I'll be doing that this week. I'll be playing the campaign. So I'd be more than happy to start over and do some co-op with, with anybody if they want to just run through the whole thing in co-op. I'd be cool for that. Yeah. So other than that, I think that's I think that's all I've been playing this week. Hey, let me ask a quick question here. Okay, so with a game like this, you know, where the quality is let's say, subpar for a big title. Do you think that at this point, publishers might rush games out? Um, I don't want to say that they're unfinished, but where they don't put all the effort into them, where they can get them out now, but when the next-gen systems come out, these games are going to be just trash. You know, where, like right now, they'll still be sort of acceptable? I... Because, you know, to get all those effects in and... You know, they've that, been that takes working a lot on this talent. game for like six years, though. Yeah. So there was no rushing to get this out the door, <laughs> which may, makes I think it makes it even worse. And um, it's like, wow, this so is what, if it came out six years ago, it would have been awesome. It would have been awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and I hate to say it, I like Gearbox, and but yeah, this just really is not very pretty to look at. So, but we'll see. We'll see how the gameplay progresses. Um, and I'll, I'll keep comment probably more next week. I should have more. I'll, I'll really get to play it this week. Uh, then again, Crisis 3 is coming out this week. That's already been shipped to me. Um, so that may steal a little of my time. So I'll probably be playing both of those this week. But we'll see. I'll have some more reports on both those titles for you next week. So other than that, I really haven't played much. Dead Space 3, man, it's consumed my soul. It's a fun, fun game. So, Very nice. Yeah. Need to pick it up, my friend. We can co-op too, man. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, since you were raving about it last week well, and this week too, I mean, it's definitely sparked my interest where normally I'd be like, oh, too scary. Can't go there. <laughs> so... But first of all, I just got to get to where I actually see you on live. So I wouldn't recommend buying it until you're actually on live. <laughs> yeah. We should try just set our sights a little like, let's play an Xbox Live Arcade title together. Yeah. <laughs> if we can yeah. do that more than once, then then maybe we can stretch it out to a retail. <laughs> Woohoo, all right. And we're taking the next step. Yeah, there you go. You're like, Mark, hold my hand. <laughs> so. Yeah, I don't think we've played anything since... Uh... What, Burnout uh, Paradise? Was that the one? Paradise it's Island? It's been a, been a long time. Yeah. I know that. It's been several years since you and I have actually gamed, which is horrible. I know, right? We do this show, and we don't even play games together, and I'm on I all the know. time, so there's no excuse. It's all you. <laughs> I'm blaming you because I'm on all the time, and I should Blaming me? Where have I heard that before? Wait, never mind. Forget it. <laughs> so... <laughs> Let's pretend we're married for a minute. It's all your fault. <laughs> yes, it is my fault. <laughs> so. All right. Okay. Moving on. 
Moving right along. Let's jump into our topics this week. And first, the topics. There, there you go. Yeah, topics. <laughs> Kicking butt. <laughs> We're going crazy in here. It's the topics. Pain stories of the show. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm going to have to cough. Cough. Okay, I'm back. Cough for silence. Yeah, insert cough noise here. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. All right. Well, real quick, um, this this will be a real short one. We're we're gonna have a lot of these. You know, we've been talking a lot about the next consoles and stuff, and we're actually gonna cover. We got news on all three consoles again this week. And again, I think we're gonna continue. We're really probably won't have much more on the Wii U after this story today. But you know, PlayStation, they got some. They're gonna supposedly announce their console this coming week. Uh, what is it? This Wednesday. Yeah, this Wednesday, the 20th, Yeah, they're supposed to announce their console. So, you know, we're going to have a bunch of more information, and I think it'll be really good to talk about it. So we're gonna, definitely going to be talking about it next week. Um, you know, we'll definitely have a lot covering the play, PlayStation 4 because it's going to give us an idea of what we probably can expect from the next Xbox, you know, or at least some things, um, and where the future of gaming is going to go. So I'm really excited to find out what's going to happen on the 20th and see what uh, Sony's going to do. Uh, I am looking forward to that. So, but one piece of news that we have—it's a rumor—but um, this is, was a report that of Kotaku that basically said, you know, we all know that Kinect's going to probably be integrated into every device, but not only is it going to be integrated, they're saying it's going to be required to function. Okay. So you you can't. The, so basically, you're going to get one with the system. You're going to get one with the system now. Yeah. Whether it whether it's built into the console somehow, or it still looks like it does now, where it's this little thing you plug in, it sounds like it will have to be plugged in. That's kind of the, you know, you have to have Connect for the console to function, which seems a little odd. Right now, you don't. I can unplug my Connect. Right. But they're saying in the new one that no, it will. The console won't function without that part plugged in. So, so it's going to be like unplugging the monitor. Yeah, or the power now, cord. <laughs> or it won't boot up without the. Yeah, the so now now you need a TV. You'll need a you'll, you'll need a power <laughs> cord, and you'll need a connect <laughs> to run your next Xbox. Rumors. That's what you know we're hearing. So, I don't know what you guys think about that. I mean, I really don't. It, it just seems kind of odd, but I mean, if it comes with everyone, I guess it doesn't really make a difference. But not. But the weird thing I think is that not everybody's gaming situation is set up for Connect. Not everybody right, yeah. plays in a giant living room space, so to make it be required seems kind of odd. But I don't know. Maybe they're just. Maybe it's going to be able to work in smaller spaces now. Um, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Or it's, maybe they're just going to use it for audio or something. Who knows? Yeah, you know, we'll see. So, I don't know. Maybe it's going to be on all the time. So every time I walk in my room, it's just automatically going to turn on, which would annoy me. Because <laughs> I don't always turn my Connect on or my Xbox when yeah. I come to the room. Or how about you're walking through the room and everything's turned off and then the Connect turns and watches you cross. How and, creepy is that? And I'm not a fan. I'm going to say this. I'm not a fan of Connect. I don't play the games. I don't think they're that great. Another thing, Dead Space 3, it, it finally, I realized today what was doing it. I thought the game was glitchy 
because every once in a while, randomly, would be like, my guy would stop, and if you press in on the right stick, okay. then it will show you like the direction you need to walk to get to your objective. Okay. And then if you hit left or right on the D-pad, you can switch to like show you the direction to the next um, uh, works uh, bench where you craft weapons and stuff like that. Or you can select where's the next suit kiosk so you can change your suit. Well, every once in a while, we'll just randomly, the dude would stop and that thing would come up and tell me the direction of the, you know, like my, my objective. And I'm like, I didn't even press in. You know, I didn't do that. And I realized today that it's probably because I've been talking. I've been playing co-op. So I've been talking to someone the whole time. And I'll be like, and I'll be talking to them on the headset going, where's our next objective? And when I say objective, Connect picks it up and because there's a lot of Connect functionality in the game. So it does it. And I'm like, that's annoying because I don't – I'm not talking to Connect. I'm talking to someone in my party. You know? And it's like I don't – I hate that the game stops or does something I don't want it to do because of Connect is listening into my conversation in a party. It's annoying. It's a big eavesdropper. It is. It's Big Brother, man, I'm telling you. I know, right? So that's kind of annoying to me. I, I really do not care for that because it's like, why is my guy doing this? Why is he pulling up this? Why is it doing that? Why is it going in? I don't know how many times it went into the inventory all by itself. <laughs> I'm like, why is the inventory nice. screen coming up? You know? And so... It's it's just now that I know. Of course, I figured that out today at the, as we finished the campaign for the second time. So, go figure. This darn technology stuff. <laughs> That's well, for the birds. So if it's required, I guess we're gonna have to be careful what we say <laughs> in the next one because it might trigger something if you say anything. So, but anyways, so. That's it. Yes. We'll, we'll have more once Microsoft actually officially announces everything and gives us more details. Yeah, after Wednesday. Right. <laughs> All right. Okay, so um, next thing here is uh, there's an article about uh, exclusives uh, across the various consoles. And, you know, basically, you know, kind of like, what's the deal with them? You know, do they really matter uh, nowadays? So, you know, looking at uh, our beloved uh, Xbox 360, uh, you know, basically in terms of exclusives, you know, there was a couple that it's had over the years. There's been uh, Gears of War, uh, Mass Effect, well, not Mass Effect, or Mass Effect was an exclusive for a little while, right? Up until 3, yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah, so Gears of War. Well, they released... I hope I said that right, because I released, I think it was just three was on all of them, yeah. and then they did a, uh, like like a comic book or something. something like that where you could see what happened, and you could, there was something they did on the PlayStation where you could go through and make the choices from the first two games, even though you didn't play the first two games. Right, right. But yes, sorry. Okay, so Gears of War, uh, pretty much all of them, uh, there was Mass Effect, and of course, uh, what was what's that one? Uh, it starts like with an H. 
There's a couple of them. What's that game? Hollow. Hall. <laughs> Mahalo. <laughs> Mahalo. Mahalo. <laughs> yeah, I've I've heard of it. A ha- Halo. Times. <laughs> Halo. I think that's yes. what it is. Yeah. So of course there's Halo, and you know basically. Uh, in the article, they went on to say, like, you know, at, at some point, yes, they are important, particularly in the beginning of the console's life cycle, because it can kind of steer people into buying one console over another. But nowadays, the, you know, they're, they're not really quite as important for the Xbox. What's important is they say services, you know, because Xbox can do all that fun stuff nowadays you know like you know what was that one statistic like more than 50 percent of what people do on the xbox is netflix or something like that is that about right uh, there's a lot and i think more people are watching netflix through it than yeah. they anything else yeah so you know it, it's all the services it's xbox live it's netflix and all that other fun stuff so that's basically where it's at um, you know, there, there's still going to be some exclusives, uh, I'm sure, you know, for the next generation. But, you know, I doubt that the – and this is just my pure speculation here. I doubt that the companies are really going to want to sink in, like, all that money into just one console when they can spread the love across all the different consoles and even make more money. But, uh, you know, we shall see. Yeah, it, I think – You think – I would not be surprised to see that kind of tailor off because Sony, I mean, Nintendo's always going to have single party. I mean, they, but, you know, they, they make their own stuff and all right, their exclusives, right. I'm pretty sure, are their own, you know? It's, yes. Oh, yeah. Sony pretty much is the same way. They own all those studios that only write for them. And I, you know, Microsoft has done a couple, but they haven't. They haven't had to do that, yet they're still doing very well. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't, I mean, Gears and Mass Effect, which they've now lost, so really they have Gears um, and Halo, and I don't know, is there anything else that's really exclusive to the Xbox anymore? Yeah, Gears, can, can Halo. All the Kinect titles. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> they have tons of exclusives. Wrecketeer. <laughs> <laughs> hey, and Doritos Dash of Destruction was an exclusive, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, I guess it was. So well, there you go. There's there's every Connect title is an exclusive. But mm. yeah, they don't they haven't had to go out and really try to get that. They've done more of we're gonna be the first ones to get the DLC. You know, for a month or something, we're going to be the first console that gets this new media app, like you know, Redbox. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Which I do now have. I have the Redbox app on my Xbox. Oh, you got it. Yep. What do you think? So, I haven't watched anything through it yet. I launched it once. There's some cool stuff. Um, maybe I'll talk about that at the end of the show. Okay. So we don't get off track. But we'll start now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll save it for when we really get off track. Okay. <laughs> but um I don't know. So yeah, I don't I don't think we're really gonna see a lot of exclusives so much. I think now but yeah. then again these if if you required reconnect, I mean, does that kinda almost make everything almost exclusive? Even though you can 
if everything's required to have connect, you can still play it. So I mean, yeah, you could still have like Dead Space threes on PlayStation, and it does have oh, connect yeah. capabilities. But you know, if you want to play it that way with your voice commands, you know, that's kind of exclusive, which I do not like. But yeah, you know, if if every system has a connect on the three sixty or the next gen uh, Xbox then the Xbox version will surely have something that leverages the Kinect that other systems might not have, but I don't see it being an integral part of the game. No, they are working them in more and more, though. Yeah, but little by little, because you can't duplicate that type of system on a PlayStation. Well, unless unless the PS4 comes with a built-in, you know, mic that can listen to you. Yeah. And do that type of stuff. So, but it'll be interesting because if, if the funny thing is if they do that, if they want to, um, what am I trying to say? If my, if Sony comes out and says, Hey, we've got this audio and you can use your voice and stuff. It's kind of like that, you know, if that's a feature of your brand new next gen console, well, we've already had that for how many years? You know, so it's they almost got to be careful. They can't really tout it as a feature or something new when their competition's already had that in their old generation console for years. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. It'll be, but yeah, I don't know. Exclusives are are okay, but I prefer. I don't like exclusive titles. I would. I, I mean, I really bought the PlayStation because I wanted to play Uncharted. That was really the only game I wanted to play, and I've played all three. Um, and I'll probably play The Last of Us when it comes out here. Right. Um, I wish Naughty Dog was able to make these games on Xbox. Yeah. I don't own them for Xbox. If they ever released them, I'd buy them again and play them again on the Xbox. Absolutely, I would. They're all, they're fantastic games. <laughs> but is it worth one franchise for to buy a console? You know, it really was a it really was a waste. As much as I enjoy those games, it's not worth buying a new console. I don't have no intents of buying a PlayStation Four or that a makes Wii U. Those expensive, expensive games. Yes, it does. <laughs> and Sony doesn't make any more money out of me because mm-hmm. I, you know it doesn't. It didn't bring me over to the fold. Yeah, I actually so they... don't care for the console at all. I think the consoles are really annoying and a pain. I don't like it. <laughs> So actually, you are part of Sony's financial troubles because you bought that system that they probably lost money on, yep. and you did not help them recoup any of that money. That's right. Forget you, Sony. <laughs> Give my money to Microsoft. See ya, suckers. But then again, you know, you never know. The next generation yeah. could change all that. People do jump ship, and I, I there's a lot of things I'm not liking what I'm hearing from the, X, the Xbox camp and you know I might just stay firmly planted here or, you know or move or just not move on maybe I'll be done who knows yeah so you got anything else on exclusives no actually I did have something about the connect just want to mention so yesterday we went over to the uh, auto show here in Chicago. And there was one of the automakers, I forgot what it was, like Kia or something. Anyway, they had a display where you had to stand inside a ring and then uh, 
like, you know, there's a TV off in the distance and you would wave your hand and, you know, uh, you would choose stuff up on the screen. And sure enough, you know, I, I kind of peeked in through like the little uh, window that they had for the sensor and, and there was a connect. Yeah. So that was kind of neat. I'm assuming it was probably a PC in there and not an Xbox, but you never know. So that was kind of neat to see it in uh, in an unusual place. All right. Yep. All right. Stupid, stupid Xbox. That's the title of a blog post, if you will, um, for this next story. And... Uh, Rob, I've been debating. I don't know if you want to pull up the story. Yeah. It's pretty long. It's very long. But it's really good. There's a lot of pictures <laughs> there. But it's a really good story. And I was thinking, oh, you want to read it? <laughs> I would like for us to go back and forth reading it. So people don't have to listen to me for the next 10 minutes. But I really like the story. I really liked what I read here. This is written. By one of the, by the founder of the original Xbox project. And the title is Stupid Stupid Xbox. They do not like where the things are going. And there was just some things that I thought, man, how many times I've seen that or thought that. They, they, you know, and just kind of the future. So I thought this was a really good story. And what do you think? Would you be up for swapping paragraphs with me? Let's, uh, yeah, let's do it. Let's all do it right, for all of our it. listeners that are listening to it in their car or at work or something, and they can't pull us up. Let's do it. We're doing it for for everybody. We're doing it for you. And if you do want to read guys. the story or you want to find the, the link, if you go out and do a Google search for ilike.code or just ilikecode, you'll find the story. Or just look up Stupid Stupid Xbox. Yeah, ilikecode.wordpress.com. Um, yeah, and the title of the blog is Stupid Stupid Xbox. So if you do a Google search for that, you'll see the ilikecode.wordpress.com link. That's where you want to go. All right, so anyways, and so for the next couple of minutes, we are going to be reading this story, and then we'll discuss. So here we go. I was a founder of the original Xbox project at Microsoft and gave it its name. Almost 14 years after the painful, pointless, and idiotic internal cage match to get it started and funded, the hard selling of a compelling and lucrative living room product to Bill and then Steve as he began to take over, a product that consumers would want and love and demand, I'm actually still still thrilled to see how far it has come, how many installed units it has, how it is crushing its original console competitors, how the brand has grown and endured, and especially how great the games have become. But the past five years, uh, and the last year in particular, have been simply painful to watch, coasting on past momentum, failing to innovate, and failing to capitalize on innovations like Connect, touting strategic and market success when you're just experiencing your competitors' stumbling failure. Yes, Sony Nintendo, you are, I'm afraid, stumbling failures. A complete lack of tactical versus strategic understanding of the long game of the living room. It culminated for me in recent coverage of interviews with Yusuf Mehdi and Nancy Tellum and reports of the goals of the new LA Xbox studio to create interactive content. 
My gripe, my head smack, is not that the broader content or entertainment business business isn't where you want to go with living room connected device. It absolutely is. Indeed, this was the point of Xbox. That was why it was the Trojan horse for the living room. Where we could land and be welcomed by millions of console customers with more hardware and better software and network connectivity than the non-console devices, such as web TV, cable cable set-top boxes, etc., we had been pursuing. No more, no, more and better content was always the point and the plan. My gripe is that, as usual, Microsoft has jumped its own shark and is out stomping through the weeds planning and talking about far-flung future strategies in interactive television and original programming partnerships with big dying media companies when their core product their hometown is on fire their soldiers their developers are tired and deserting and their supply lines are broken xbox's primary critical problem is the lack of functional and growing platform ecosystem for small developers to sell directly network distributed non-disc content through the installed base of xbox customers period why can't i write a game for xbox tomorrow using 100 dollars worth of tools and my existing windows laptop and test it on my home xbox or at my friend's house why can't i distribute it digitally in a decent online store giving up a 30% cut and strike it rich if it's a great game, like I can for Android, for iPhone, or for iPad. Oh, wait, I can, sort of. Read some of the fine print at the Xbox Registered Developer Program page. That membership would cost you $10,000 a year and a ton of paperwork with Microsoft holding veto power over your game being published. Navigate the mess through the learning about XBLA, also costly paperwork and veto approval, and you may end up uh, learning about a carved-off, little hard-to-find store with a few thousand stunted games referred to as XBLIG, where Microsoft has ceded their veto power and instead just does nothing to promote your games. This is where indie developers have found they can go in order to not make money on the Xbox. Despite an installed base of 76 million devices, Microsoft, you are idiotic to have seated just indie game developers, but also a generation of loyal kids and teens to making games for other people's mobile devices. Xbox's secondary critical problem is that the device OS and almost the entire user experience outside the first two levels of the dashboard are creaky, slow, and full of crap. (laughs) From built-in update and storage features to what they have allowed through negligence to appear in games, here are just a few of my favorite confusing and exhausting screens and messages. Um, And he's got one up showing the hard drive. uh, It's a selected device screen. says hard drive or cloud storage. His comment below it, the picture is, Daddy, what's a hard drive? Why do I keep having to choose hard drive when I'm playing Connectimals? Why does Connectimals take 10 minutes before I can start playing? Can I use the iPad while it's updating or whatever it's doing? The next picture is update in progress. And it says, hi. And, of course, the window we've seen, this says, please don't turn off your or unplug your console while it's updating, blah, 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 blah. Uh, more updates may be needed. Your console may restart when the update is complete. Hi, I'm Xbox. I'm too dumb to update safely. I'm too dumb to know if more updates or restarts may or may not be needed. Um, then he gets uh, the update required. So when you launch a new game, it says, hey, there's an update for this. Of course, it logs you out alive. 
And then it says Xbox. I'm also too dumb to know if it's a game or an app because it says an update is available for this game or app. Um, why should I choose where you put it? And it asks you to change or choose your storage device. Um, the next one is an updates required. Um, uh, this one says, uh, and it shows you it's Formag. Formag, gee, thanks for that info. Wait, what? What are the consequences of being signed out of Xbox Live if I update? So, yeah, they always tell you you're going to get signed out of Live. But what's the point? If You know, that kind of, to me, goes does seem weird because aren't you always connected and if you're signing out how are you getting the update anyways i never understood that um then he's got another one here it says my all-time favorite each game dreams up an indicator that it uses while writing your saved game data saving securely automatically without needing a ui sure does seem like a system level service microsoft should have provided for xbox in 2003 um then his last one is the xbox home this will exit your current session if you're playing a game you'll lose an unsafe program are you sure you want to exit he says every time i leave a game even right after saving in the game the system presents you this little scare that i may lose progress every single time these messages and many others, and possible Xbox Live sign-in and password recovery, account membership, to name a few, are made all the worse by the huge amount of time that passes while waiting for content to load. You don't turn on your Xbox to play a game quickly. It takes multiple minutes to load, flow through its splash screens, and then to get you playing. It doesn't surprise me that most people spend more time watching videos or listening to music on Xbox because it takes too long to screw around with discs and wait for games to load. These are the two fronts Microsoft is going to lose on in the living room battle with Android and iOS. It's not going to be based on whether they have a more expensive Netflix, which of course it is, because everybody else gets Netflix free and we have to pay for Netflix and for a gold subscription. That's my commentary. Okay, um, whether they have original TV, video content, or interactive kids' television shows, which integrate with Connect, they will lose unless th unless these two things are sorted out well and quickly. Microsoft is living in a naive dream world. I have heard people. Uh, I have heard people still. They're arguing that the transition of the brand from hardcore gamers to casual users and TV uses was an intentional and crafted success. It was not. It was an accident of circumstance that Microsoft is neither leveraging nor in control of. Xbox was for years the only network-connected hard drive-ready device already attached TVs that had multi-use potential. Games, H DVD. HD-ready. Not hard drive. Oh, HD. I said, yeah, okay, yeah, right. <laughs> whoopsie. Uh, HD ready. <laughs> uh, device that uh, attached to TVs that had uh, multi-use potential. Uh, games, DVD, Netflix. In the household to justify and amortize uh, its high cost of purchase to the family's breadwinners. The hardcore soft TV transition and any lead that they feel they have is simply not defensible uh, by licensing other industries generic video or music content because those industries will gladly sell and license the same content to all other players. A single custom studio of 150 employees uh, also cannot generate enough content to defensibly satisfy 76 million customers. 
Only with quality primary software content from thousands of independent developers can you defend the brand and the product. Only by making the user experience simple, quick, and seamless can you defend the brand and the product. The transition they are seeing, 87 hours per month of use, more TV music than game use, will continue to happen despite their active strategic efforts to encourage it and get more Xbox Live subscribers. Which brings us to... Apple's already a game games competitor broadly, even if Apple TV isn't yet a game platform or a console. Mobile generally, and iPad specifically, have grown the total hours of gameplay and grown the overall game market. Only in the last 18 to 24 months has that overall growth turned from a segmented, expanding, rising tide to a tsunami swamping the console game vendor profit boats hitched to the docks. It is accelerating. Apple, if it chooses to do so, will simply kill PlayStation, Wii U, and Xbox by introducing an open 30% cut app-slash-game ecosystem for Apple TV. I already make a lot of money on iOS. I will be the first to write apps for Apple TV when I can, and I know I'll make money. I wonder, I would for Xbox if I could, and I knew I would make money. Maybe a console-capable Apple TV isn't $99, Maybe it's $199, and add another $79 for controller. The current numbers already say a lot. Even with Apple TV not already an open console, 5.3 million sold units in 2012, 90% year-over-year growth versus Xbox 360, about 9 million units in 2012, 60% year-over-year decline. So because these two critical issues, user experience and indie content, are not nearly in order, and I see a big investments in future interactive content happening, as well as idiotic moves to limit used games and put harder content protection into place that exists in mobile or tablets. I predict massive failure and losses here, and it makes me sad because it just doesn't have to fail, even though... It had been punted around poorly for five years. Xbox just needs somebody with a brain and focus to get the product in order tactically before romping forward to continue the long-term strategic promise of an Xbox in every living room connected to every screen. So there ends the article. And I I mean, when I read this, I was like, this is really good. I, I think some of the screens and the stuff he was talking about are, are petty, but they are. They're stupid. It's annoying, and I don't understand a lot of that stuff. Uh, why I hate every time I play a game, i got to pick the hard drive. And some games, every time you launch the game. Some games are smart enough to know, oh, you selected a hard drive. I won't have to ask you every time you play the game. There's some games that ask you every single time you have to select the hard drive, which is so stupid. But I think, you know, again, those are minor um, what I find interesting in this article is the discussion about the Xbox Live indie games. And, man, I've never bought an indie title. And I, I don't yep. even look at indie titles myself. Yep. And, you know, I think as one thing that Microsoft should have done is they should promote it. They should allow people to make games like they do on the other, like Android and, and Apple. They shouldn't charge them a $10,000 fee. They should say, you want to make it, you can make it. Here, here's, a, like you said, a $100 application. You run right. it on your computer, build a game, man, and just put it in there. And if it's garbage, it's garbage. I mean, let the community rate it, you know. Um, and 
Because if it stinks, it's just going to get buried, you know, and, you know, and it's going to disappear. If it disappears, you can purge it off the, the marketplace. But you're going to get good games. You're going to make – I mean, Microsoft could make money off of people making games that are good, just like Apple's doing and, and, and Google or the right. Android marketplace. So – and and push and promote and make it something that we want to go out and see what hey what's out there new on the in on the indie games, you know, um, I never look at them I never do. Um, right, right. Uh, there is one title that I liked I think it was called Word Soup, and it was like a boggle word type of game that was an indie game I actually played it um, I wanted to get the thing back in the but back when I was doing it or when I had looked at it. I was big into achievement points, and that was the reason I never bought it, because there was no achievement points. Why can't they build achievement points into those? You know, Now, it might get abused, but they're doing it on the Windows 8 phone. You can, you can build for the Windows 8 Marketplace an app and, and put achievements in your games. So why can't we do it with Indies games? Yep. I, think they, I think that would bring a lot of people... It would definitely bring more people into the indie games market, you know. Had that game, that Word Soup game, had achievements, I would have bought it. That was really seriously the only thing at the time that was keeping me from buying it, which was stupid. Because it was mm-hmm. a fun game. Right, right. You know. Um, but I've never looked at, I don't look at them. So I think that they're missing out. Um, and maybe that's going to change because... I do see, I do predict the next one's gonna be a Windows 8 device. And we do have a Windows 8 storefront, which is horrible. Have you, have you, you use Windows 8, don't you, Rob? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you like that store? I never go in it. It's horrible. It's like, Actually, it's just, it's just I, I a bunch of, it's a bunch of rectangular boxes, like, laid out. You gotta scroll left to right. And it's like all these boxes. You can't. There's like 800 boxes on your thing, and you're like, "Well, what's what?" <laughs> Nothing stands out. There, there's like, yeah. it's it's such a horrible design, you know. And, and I think you know, but the maybe we'll get to see indie games uh, having the ability to. Not only is your game going to be available to play on Xbox, it works on Windows 8 phone, it works on Windows 8 desktop or tablet, and maybe get achievements to it, and it ties into Xbox Live and you know, maybe we'll see something like that, but I, I think that's would really help to get indie games and more people developing and more people buying them, and you know, right, right. So, and, and I agree. I think um, Microsoft really did well based on the fact of others kind of falling on their face. Um, the Wii really took off because it was something brand new. But we're going to talk about it in a little bit. The Wii U is pretty much a bust. It's fallen flat on its face. Um, it's it's failing, and you know, and we'll get into something like that later. But I don't know. I, I don't. I, I want to say for the record too. I do not know who wrote this. Okay, I don't know. Um, I saw this story on a, on a reputable site that talked about it. And pointed it here. I can't remember where I saw the original story, but um, supposedly this was. And there's no name here of who wrote it, so I cannot uh, answer to to that of, of who actually did it. But right. uh, it's still a very interesting article. I thought. Yeah, and you know, one thing I wanted to mention was, you know, they talk about you know, Nintendo and, and Sony 
basically kind of failing. Well, you know, could it be said that, you know, Microsoft deserves props for not failing? (laughs) I mean, instead of just saying, yeah, we succeeded, they should be given props for not like, you know, doing as poorly as others. I mean, there's something to be said for that. Well, the Wii was successful. Um, I don't know. Well, it sold a lot. (laughs) That's its measure of success. Well, I guess it depends. Yeah, I guess it does depend because if you look at hardware and software sales, then I think Microsoft is completely wins the game. Yes. Because, you know, they, they were successful across the board. Um, now, uh, the Nintendo sold more Wii units than Xbox 360 has sold, but they don't sell the software, you know. And then yeah. Sony, I think, is on the on the losing end of all three. They they were the third place hardware sales, not too far off from from the 360. I, I should look them up because I think they've they've really kind of narrowed the gap. Um, but in in the race, they lost. I mean, if they come in third place. And they would say there's no points for second place. Well, what what is there in third place then? You know, so you lost regardless. Um, and let me see if I can find it. And again, same with their software. I don't know how, you know, when you see the charts all the time of who sells stuff, you know, the the Xbox is always selling tons. They're always, their titles are always far exceeding any other console. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um. So we got 99 million Wii's sold. Um, there's 74.3 million 360s, 72.8 million PS3. So it's close. Okay. Yeah. And um, so those, those are the big three, and they don't have any Wii U yet on that global sales chart. But um, I'm sure we'll start seeing some of those. But there's not a lot to report there because not a lot of people are buying it, but you know, um, where was I going with this? <laughs> Good I have, question. I don't know where I was going with this story or what I was saying about bringing up these numbers. It's it's going to be interesting to see, you know, Sony used to be the big dog. I mean, Nintendo was the big dog. And then they fell and Sony took over and they were the big dog. And then Xbox, Microsoft came in. Did very well with the original one. Put the 360 out pretty quick, and was the big dog until Nintendo came out with something completely new. Out, you know, instead of just a you know fancier graphics, they did the whole motion control. Everybody got all excited about it, and then the other two are trying to play catch up. You know, now we go into the next generation. The Wii U is already tanking, and we're going to see what's going to happen here with the next with Sony Microsoft coming out this year. It'll be interesting to see who's doing what and how they succeed or fail. And so I thought that was kind of an interesting article to read about what, you know, someone who was on the inside originally, where they see this going and what they don't like. So kind of echoes, I think, a lot of what we've said in the last couple of weeks. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's why I found it so interesting. <laughs> Absolutely. So, but you know, sound off. Let us know. Send us comments on our Facebook or voicemails or emails. Let us know what you guys think about the about that story. And uh, I encourage you guys to read it again. And uh, you know, it's a good read. Let us know what you think. Yeah, very interesting. 
and the comments. Okay. All right. Uh, next thing uh, is a little story about uh, – oh, man, I, this is a tough one. How do you say this guy's name? Rich Tielo? Oh, Riccatello. Riccatello? John Riccatello. It's yeah. not Riccatello? Riccatello. Okay, Riccatello. So uh, John Riccatello uh, had a uh, – what the, I don't know what the heck it is with Goldman Sachs. Not an interview. No, no EA. Uh, or No, but it was uh, – wasn't it for an investment thing? Well, John Riccatello is, is is CEO of EA. Right. But I thought uh, this whole thing was something with – Oh, it was at the Goldman Sachs, uh, Sachs. Technology and uh, Internet Conference. Yes, yes, okay. Okay, that's 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 where I can. But it was confused. it was Blake Jorgensen who who did this. So I'm not sure why you're mentioning John or Catello. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Anyways, <laughs> wow. Don't make me look bad. Media <laughs> at its best. Yes. We will edit this out, right? Nope. Okay, good enough. <laughs> All right, so um, there's a couple things uh, that were the highlights from the show or from the talk. Uh, there was uh, some talk of uh, the cost of transitioning over to a new console. And uh, he basically said that uh, they're looking to keep the cost increase for R&D under $100 million. That's a lot of money. Two, three bucks. A couple, two, three bucks. Yeah. But then again, I mean, you look at the cost of a title. I mean, how much, like, aren't some of these titles, like, a couple hundred million to develop? I, I don't think it's that much, but they're up there. There's a lot of money in some of these. Yeah. Well, you know, you have a staff of, you know, I'm just looking back at like Assassin's Creed. Well, that's so, that's kind of the <laughs> out of the you know, They probably spent a hundred million because they got eight thousand people working on that. Exactly. Game. I mean, <laughs> nice. But I, you know, I I want to say they had like four hundred, four hundred fifty people. You know, you get these people and you know employed for like two years. That's a lot of money. Because, I mean, these people aren't making, like, five bucks an hour. Nope. You know, they're, you know, extremely well-paid programmers and producers and, and whatnot. So it's got to be a heck of a lot. It's a lot of cheddar, baby. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. That's a lot of bits. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, so R&D, uh, they're looking to keep it under $100 million, which I guess, uh, I don't know, that's not even tied to a title. Like, I actually wonder what that would include. Maybe I trying just, to figure out how to make engines and stuff. Which is across the board. They want to yeah. make, you know, because a lot of the titles are going to come out, they're going to be doing on both consoles for a while, mm-hmm. probably yep. for at least a year. So they want to make sure they can develop for both and keep that cost down. So Yeah. And this will be $100 million spread across a couple of years. Yeah. So between uh, this year all the way through 2015. Uh, they're basically saying that uh, the majority of their customers probably won't be upgrading right away. And, you know, that's probably pretty accurate, you know, because I I can't see everybody being an early adopter. 
you know. Yeah, and I like the one of the reasons he gave when he talked about FIFA, about why people wouldn't upgrade right away. Which was that? Well, he was talking about how because everybody's connected and they're all, you know, we're playing online, that the consoles are, I think it's FIFA's going to come out right around the time the new consoles come out. So if your most majority of your friends are going to be buying the FIFA on the 360, then you're probably going to wait and not necessarily buy a new box and buy that game on the new system when you're going to want to play with your friends. Right, right. So they're, they're, they think this time a lot, you know, the migration will probably be slower because people are going to be considering their friends when they're, like, upgrading. You know, a lot of these guys play, you know, hey, every year we play Madden or every year we play NHL. You know, look at Ron. He's got a group that, you know, they play their NHL games. Well, if he buys a new Xbox and then he's got the new uh, and it buys NHL, he, if he buys NHL 14 or whatever it's going to be called this year, is he going to want to buy it on the 360 when he's got the, the new Xbox sitting there? No, you're going to want to buy it on the new one. Exactly. But none of your friends might be playing it, and that's going to cut you out from playing with them. Yep. So... They never really had that before. Yeah. You know? So I think that I thought it was really interesting. It's like, yeah, you, you know, yeah, when you could really segment your game, your friends list, if you will. I mean, if I go and buy a new Xbox the day it comes out, what good is my friends list if nobody else has a, has the the next Xbox? It'll be really lonely. I'll be all alone. One is the loneliest number. <laughs> But you got the coolest system ever. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Actually, that was like back in the day, you know, when we were growing up, you know, when you had that cool system, everybody would come over to your house. Yeah. Like, come on over. Let's go over to Mark's house. Let's check it out. But now nobody does that. Yeah. Come <laughs> on just... over, Rob. Check out my Atari 2600, baby. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the good old days. I remember being the big kid on the block when a 2600, everybody was yeah. jealous. Oh, nice. And I didn't have the cheap knockoff Sears version. I had the official. Oh, the VCS or whatever you call <laughs> Yeah. It. I had the official Atari one with the wood. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted one so bad, but my dad bought me an Odyssey 2 uh-huh. instead from Magnavox. So instead, I didn't get my Pac-Man. I got my Casey Munchkin instead. <laughs> the knockoff. Oh, man. Good times. Good times, good times. So anyway, then uh, he goes on and talks a little bit about the next generation of the Frostbite engine. And uh, it looks like, uh, what, that's on version 4? Is that fourth generation? Yeah. Gen 4, a big undertaking, and uh, I guess they're pretty excited about that. Yeah. goes on to talk about, uh, I like this one, do people even want a new console? Oh, come on. Everybody wants a new console. They just don't want to pay for it. There you go. Exactly. (laughs) And I don't want to wait in line for it either. (laughs) I don't really want a new console, though, to be honest. I I don't. I I don't see anything. That's crazy talk. I don't see. I'm going to, I mean, I want to know what they're going to do because I'm really, you know, I'm not all like, I'm definitely on board because I don't know what are they going to provide me that I just simply have to have. What's going to change? That I simply have, I, oh, I can't play Xbox without that. I, I love, I for the most part, love my console. There's things I like to see taken out of it. Like all the advertisements. 
when I'm paying yearly yeah. subscriptions. But you know, initially people aren't going to want the new console just because there isn't too much of a compelling reason. But once it's been out for a while, then you know everybody's going to want it, including you. Nah, I don't know. We'll see. Okay, we got to mark this down. Episode two twenty nine. We'll be playing a clip of this <laughs> sometime <laughs> in the future. Hey, Mark, you remember when you said, I do not want the new console? What are you playing today? <laughs> That's what's going to happen. I have seen the future. Whatever. <laughs> if I get oh, it, it'll be because it. I have to, because I do this show. Right. It'll be, it'll be for the community's welfare. Yeah. <laughs> I got the it. The betterment of the show. <laughs> Not I like that, that I wanted to. It's cause I that's that's to. a good spin. You'd be a good politician. It, it's just like I don't know if you ever watched. Everyone loves Raymond, but his my favorite line of his was, "It's not that I want to spank a supermodel. Sometimes they're naughty." <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> yes. Okay, and, and then he goes to talk on about the used games market, and this is something that's been a uh, hot topic of sorts for the past couple of weeks, and uh, basically whether or not it will exist in Gen 4. So, you know, it's hard to say where things are going to go with that. You know, at least uh, from our standpoint, I'm sure these people know a little bit of what's coming down the pipe since they are involved in all of that. And... uh yeah, so that's about it for that. Cool. Interesting. Moving on. Moving on. Moving on up. What is our next story? Oh, yeah, this this one. Well, kind of going back to what we were talking about earlier, Microsoft invests in the future of TV on Xbox. As we know, it's no longer a simple game platform, but it's an entertainment hub. And to support that trend, Microsoft has revealed new information about its Los Angeles-based studio focused on producing true interactive content. And they actually, oh, what was it? The State of the Union address, was it? That they actually, I think it was the State of the Union. There was something recently where you could watch something on TV and actually comment and interact with other people's watching it through your Xbox. Um, but anyways, the 125-person efforts being spearheaded by Nancy Tellum, former president of CBS Television Studios, um, and they will expand upon the company's ongoing efforts with live events such as the interactive polls it utilized during the Academy Awards. That must be what I was thinking of. Um, the studio, Tellum says, will be integral to the company's strategy on pioneering the future of TV, which will include over 40 new TV and movie apps coming to the Xbox in the next year. I just I get tired of all these apps, dude. It's like, yeah, it's just so annoying. Do I need 800 TV apps? You know, I don't. So. Oh, you need them. Yeah, maybe, I guess. And if, they tell, if they tell me I need them, I guess I need them. Yeah, you just don't understand why you need them, but you need them, so get them. Okay. So there's more TV coming to your console. Yay. <laughs> All right, on to, on to some more interesting news. Uh, there will be another Batman Arkham game coming out uh, later on this year. Uh, I don't think there's really been a whole lot of information on this thing, and... Uh, no real details yet, right? Not that I don't know if you've seen anything. Yeah. Oh. They just announced it will be out in 2013. And uh, I'm kind of looking forward to it because uh, they have been, you know, there's been two of them so far, both excellent quality titles. 
So I'm sure this one will follow. Oh, I uh, without a doubt, I, I'm sure oh, it'll be fantastic. Yeah. So yes, and it's Batman. Yeah, I knew it when I saw it. I was like, yeah, Rob's gonna be excited. Mm-hmm. So good stuff. All right, but another game that's being rumored. There's been some screenshots that are have been leaked that believe to be from an alpha build of a Connect exclusive Gears of War RTS title. Now, uh, my guess is, oh. remember we heard about that Gears of War game that was supposed to come out. I don't know if that there there was rumors of something a long time ago, and I don't know if that turned out to be Judgment, which is the game coming out, or maybe that's going back to this, because we had talked a long time ago about a Connect Gears of War somehow. So according to this leak, the game is titled Gears of War Tactics, and it's an RTS based on the franchise. In Tactics, players control four characters and must draw paths for their soldiers with their fingers. Players can then choose an action for their soldier. This is an option to either just move one or a group of soldiers. A bunch of leaked screenshots um, taken from Alpha Build of the game can be seen in this picture. The screenshots are low quality, dude. It was from a video presentation and an update. This just answered my question. The game actually being shown off here is no doubt Gears of War Exile, which Cliff Blazinski previously announced was a title that at one point was in production but later was canceled. So I don't know if this is going, you know, if there's going to be anything from this or not, but it, it sparked, uh, we were talking in the Facebook group about this, and, you know, I would like to see a Gears of War RTS game. Um, I really liked Halo Wars. Um, Halo Wars was fun. It was very, I guess you could say, dumbed down, because it, I think it's hard to do an RTS title on a console. Um, it, it's really, you really need a mouse and keyboard, I think, for for true micromanaging abilities. Yes. But I do think that Halo Wars showed it could be done and it could be fun. And I would love to see a Gears of War one. I think that'd be just rocking awesome. You know? That would rock. Oh, for sure. You know? So, say, say bring it on. Come on, bring Epic. It. Give it to us. We want it. I'll buy it. I'll pre-order it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, speaking of pre-ordering, you might be able to pre-order Watch Dogs, because uh, rumor has it it's going to be coming out on all consoles this holiday season. There were some materials which leaked uh, out from Ubisoft somehow. It showed that it'll be available holiday 2013 for pre-order uh, with some sort of exclusive content. And again, uh, on all consoles. So it just because I think initially uh, when this was kind of previewed, you know, they talked about it being next gen only, wasn't that right? They never stated, but everybody oh, kind of thought. yeah, everybody assumed it was next gen because it looked really cool. It looked really good, yeah. Yes, it did. So uh, looks like we'll be seeing this one uh, sooner rather than later, which is uh, pretty cool. So does that mean it's going to be on Atari Twenty Six Hundred? No. Because it says all home consoles. No. <laughs> well, if you put your Xbox on top of your Atari, if it sits on it, then it will be on it, yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> Good point. Yes. All right. That That's a game I want to see more at E3 this year. Mm-hmm. Let's see if that's something. Because that, that looked interesting. So. All right. A little bit of PlayStation news. Um, the 
there's a report, and we'll probably know more this week, um, but they're saying that the PlayStation will stream, play, uh, the next PlayStation will stream PlayStation 3 games. Um, there's been a lot of talk about we're going to lose backward compatibility um, because this is something I didn't think about either, too. Um, we've talked about with the new consoles coming out and getting away from used games where you, when you buy a game, you get a, a code you put in. It's one-time use code. That disc will not be able to play on any other console. Um, so that means if you have to have that code, that means none of your old existing games will go forward. So it, it sounds like the PlayStation, when they purchased, um, and I don't know how to say this, Gaiki or Gakai or I don't know some big streaming game company, but they purchased. Um, so it's been being speculated that they're going to have the, the PlayStation games, uh, like the three, will be able to stream to the console. Um, so now the question I would have is, what if I own like okay, I, I own the Uncharted one, two, and three. Do I have to pay again to stream them? Are you gonna just open up the whole PlayStation 3 library? Is it gonna, you know, is it just gonna be something like it's part of um, your PlayStation Plus, or you know, it'll be interesting to see what happens. But there is that is being rumored right now, and maybe we'll have some more news for you on Wednesday. So, but with that purchase of Gaki or whatever, it's no doubt they're going to have some type of streaming ability. And if you're wondering what, you know, Gaki is kind of like on live, they're doing the same type of thing. Right. So, which I always thought on live would be purchased by Microsoft, but somebody else bought them supposedly. Oh, yeah, that's right. Because they were so successful. (laughs) Yeah, they got bought out. (laughs) Yep. Okay, um, this next thing here is a little bit of a shocker. He's like, wow, I, I couldn't believe these numbers. And what am I talking about? Well, it's the Wii U uh, NPD numbers, which I think these were kind of like uh, rumor. I don't know if they're totally official here. But they're saying in January 2013, the Wii U sold somewhere between 45,000 and 59,000 units. That is just crazy town. I mean, wow. In a, ba- in a bad way. Yes. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> oh, wow. I mean, so, I mean, what would that be? That's just like over 1,000 units a day, maybe like 1,500 units a day. 1,500 to 2,000 units a day. That's nothing. That is nothing. So, you know, it'll be interesting to see if these numbers increase or decline. (laughs) (laughs) It's like February, 45,000. Well, that's a shame. And and how's the stock on these things? I haven't been paying attention. Is You know, are they hard to come by or? I don't know. I haven't looked. Yeah. But. According to, I got Wii U here. This is, I'm trying to make sure these numbers are accurate or updated. But the hardware's title, let's see. This is saying we've got Xbox 3, where's Xbox 360? Well, that, oh, worldwide, sorry. Yeah, worldwide. 
for Wii U looks to be 2.66 million total since it came out. When did it come out in November? October yeah, or something like that? Something like that. So I don't, I mean, that seems like you get 3 million and doesn't seem that bad, but I don't know if there's, you know, it just, if, seems like an awful low number. I would expect these things to be pumping out hundreds of thousands of units. Oh, absolutely. When, when it's brand new console. So 50,000 is like, huh? That, that's, that sounds like almost like Vita numbers. Yeah. And we know Vita's not doing so hot. Well, here's another one, maybe. Another so, what? An- another one, another console just like the Vita. <laughs> but see, that that brings up an interesting point, and the reason I wanted to talk about this was, mm-hmm. you know, here's something new. Here they've added a whole unique thing to the game with the little tablet handheld. The pricing wasn't bad, um, but even though they had two SKUs, um, but it's it's not it's not being sold. I mean, I think that article even said fifty thousand units. The Wii used to sell that in a in a day. In a day, a bad day. Yeah, so they're not selling very well. So that makes me think a couple things. Is, is are they not selling well because there's no games? Is it not selling well because people bought their Wii and then never used them and are going, why do I need a Wii U? Right. Is it not selling well because people outside of the know that are really into gaming, does does mom and the typical mom and dad think that the Wii U is not really a new console? Do they think it's just another Wii and they're like, well, we don't we don't play that one anyways. Or it's an add-on. Yeah, do they, yeah. So, or is it the economy? Or is it the fact that people know the three the Xbox and Playstations are they're about to come out this year and people want to wait for those? Um, so it's real interesting. Or is it just that this is all they're pumping out of the factory? There, there's not a lot to be had. Um, but I would or is expect it that more than are that. Playing, or is it that people are playing board games instead? That's not it. <laughs> yes. Yeah, no one plays board games. Yeah. <laughs> but but um, yeah, I mean, wow. It, it it's 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 hard to say. I mean, think. I mean, it literally looks like like. When I look at the pictures of this thing, it reminds me of an Xbox console with one of those uh, Leap Pad tablets for kids. Yeah. I mean, that's every time I see that thing, that's what I think of. Leapster, I think is what it's called. Yep, Leapster. Leapster Explorer or something like that. Yep. So. I, I, I don't know. Um, but so. Well, well, we'll see how February goes. What I find interesting to see, yeah, I mean, we'll see how it, if it picks up as the year goes yeah. by or if it just completely tanks. And if this thing tanks, wow, does that mean that the next hardware generation is in for some trouble? And will we see the PlayStation 3 and the 360 stick around for a lot longer than any developers, publishers, or even Sony and Microsoft expected it to last? Because the economy plays a big part. If people don't have money, they're not going to go out and buy this stuff. You think about when the when the, the PlayStation came out, it was expensive, and that was oh, back yeah. in the day when people actually had the money. You know, we weren't we weren't really hurting at that point. I think we were getting starting, right? Yeah. You know, it was kind of the we're coming off the bubble, if you will, 
But people had that disposable income. They had the money to throw around and put on the consoles and you know, but now when you got a 360 and you can buy a 360 for for yeah, you can get them now for 99 bucks, but you can go buy one for $200 without any contracts, and and it, and it looks amazing. Yep. What, that's the thing. What is the new one going to have that's going to get me to pay twice as much or two and a half times more than a, a, three, six, a new 360 would cost? What is it going to have that I have to simply have? Well, it better have a bacon dispenser. A bacon dispenser. <laughs> I might actually pay for that, yes. I might actually pay extra. So press the button and out comes the slice. Oh, yummy. So it's just interesting that you know this brand new console is not selling very well. Uh, yep. And I, I think that could be a peak at what to expect at the end of this year. Maybe the new PlayStations and Xboxes will not be that hard to find on Christmas. Maybe they will be sitting on store shelves. You know, I wonder if I mean, consoles are more towards, like, the environment nowadays is a lot different than it was, you know, particularly a couple of years ago, let alone seven, eight years ago when, uh, like, the 360 came out. And the casual gamer, which would buy the Wii and probably not the 360, they're off in, like, tablet land right now. So they're not going to go after these consoles. So I think most hardcore gamers kind of look at the Wii U and kind of, you know, turn their noses on it. It's like, you know, to be honest, I haven't been paying attention to it because I have no interest in this thing. I'd be interested interested in, you know, finding out what Sony's got. I mean, I'm kind of curious to see what's going to happen on the 20th, and I'm really curious to see what's going to happen on the 360. But, I mean, the Wii is just... It's it's almost like a joke now. Yeah. yeah. And I bought a Ouya. You know, hopefully I'll be getting that in a couple of months. And I'm more interested in that thing than I am this. In you know the the Ouya is for me. It's mainly going to be like a you know like a Netflix device. At least that's my plan right now. With you know a little bit of uh, you know well it depends on what kind of console stuff it has. But I mean. For ninety nine bucks, I mean, you get probably more value than you do out of the Wii U. Anyway, yay! Still there? Yay! I'm, okay. Yay! I wasn't sure where to go with that. Yeah. Well, let's move on. <laughs> I'm done with the Wii U. Why should we move on, Sorry. Rob? Because it's your destiny. Dun dun dun. Ooh, how do you like that? I like it. So what is Destiny, Rob? In a, in a quick five-second blurb, tell me, what's Destiny? <laughs> Destiny Time's is... up. <laughs> that wasn't five seconds. That was four and a half. I get another half second. So what is Destiny? I don't really know, even though... <laughs> even though Bungie's come out and... It's a bunch of stuff. it. I still don't really know what it is, to be honest, but thankfully, IGN, such awesome people they are, they have put out a quick fact, and I think what we can best do is just run down this list. The whole thing? Wow. Why not? That's not that bad. What do you got? What else you got to do? Go watch The Walking Dead? Oh, that's right. We're out of here. See ya! <laughs> um, Weird episode last week, but... this. 
Oh, yeah. Don't get me started on that, dude. Okay. Don't so what is Destiny? Um, Destiny is the new game from from Bungie, you know, the makers of that Mahalo game or whatever you were talking about earlier. Yes. Mahalo. Halo. Yeah, that's it. Destiny is our next big franchise, and um, yes. we've been waiting to find out what it's all about. And they've released videos and... There was a new video that came out and, and a lot of stuff, and I watched it, and I'm still like, i still not sure st- I'm following. Yeah, so they released the information, and we're still wondering what it's all about. Oh, uh, what is it? Why is my phone asking me? Why is, why is my phone getting mushing saying my body is ready? I couldn't figure that one. <laughs> yes. So, but here's some basics. Obviously, who's the developer? Bungie. Who's the publisher? Activision. At least it's not everybody's most hated publisher. So, mm-hmm. um, this is a first-person shared world shooter. Okay. Huh? Essentially, a massively multiplayer online shooter. That should be interesting. Um, does it require an internet connection? Uh, yeah. Did you not hear me say massively multiplayer online shooter? <sighs> is there a subscription fee? Negatory. Of course, I'm sure they're gonna. Yeah, yeah. There's no probably (laughs) subscription fee, but they're gonna put in some kind of season pass to get new content. You're not gonna get no new content for free. I'll guarantee that. It's Activision. (laughs) You're not paying online to play Modern Warfare or Call of Duty, but they get you. So this is coming out on Xbox 360, PlayStation 3, future generation technology as well. So you know the new consoles. Uh, there's no PC version. Uh, Bungie consistently referred to Destiny as a console shooter. Um, do I have to have Xbox Live Gold? Bungie wouldn't say one way or the other, but we expect Destiny will require a gold subscription. That's a stupid question. That's, of course, it's going to require <laughs> it. Because you can't play multiplayer without gold. You, you gotta have it. So, can PlayStation 3 and Xbox players all play together on the same servers? Negative. Can PlayStation 3 and PlayStation 4 players play together and Xbox 360 and Xbox 720 players? We don't know yet. Um, Bungie has sidestepped the question. When is it coming out? Unknown. Previously assumed fall 2013. Um, but Activision recently announced that it does not expect anything from Bungie in its 2013 fiscal guidance to investors. So. Okay. So as for gameplay, what the heck does shared world shooter mean? Basically, it's an MMO, but you can play the entire game solo or a small co-op or in small co-op groups. Give me an example. You and a buddy could be fighting some bad guys on a planet, and another player could seamlessly appear, help you out, and then you could group up or all go your separate ways. What does this remind you of? A bit of Planetside 2, a dash of Borderlands 2, and, of course, some Halo. Are you sure? Nope. Bungie didn't show any real concrete gameplay. We're hypothesizing based off of everything they told us. When and where is it set? It's post-apocalyptic Earth. Oh, boy. That's original. Yeah, no good. <laughs> yeah. Hey, why not? Hey, <laughs> at least there's no zombies in this one. Yeah. Yet. Yet. 
Yeah. It's not nuclear fallout or anything this time. Here, humanity was pushed to the brink after a collapse and rescued by a mysterious force called the Traveler, a giant globe moon thing that hovers over Earth's last great city and protects humans. Now we're rebounded enough to start exploring the galaxy again, but bad dudes are out there and they're looking to keep on keep us on the endangered species list. <laughs> Nice. Does the yeah does the traveler do anything else? Humans can use some of the traveler's powers, for example, magical abilities. Uh, what do I play as? You play as a genetic or a generic hero called a guardian. Are there uh, character classes? At least three: Titan, which has big guns; Hunter, uh, sniper rifles and stealth; and a Warlock, which has magic. Will there be character customization? Yes, loads of it, gears, weapons, and you name it. Who are all the, these enemies? We know of four armed insect-like dudes called the Fallen, the Space Zombies, well, <laughs> Space go. Zombies, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, time-traveling robots known as the Vex and the Rhino-like Cabal. Are there vehicles? Yep, plenty. The two that we saw were the Pike, which is similar to the Halo's Ghost, and the Spider Tank. Where are some of the places I can go? Every planet on our solar system. Earth, the moons, Mars, Saturn, etc. Name me some of the locations in the game. The Cosmodrome Breach, the ruins on the edge of the European Dead Zone, the swamps of old Chicago, the Tower, the Reef, the giant obsidian pyramid ships, the Hellmouth on the moon. Can I get a spaceship? You betcha. Do I get to actually fly to other planets, or will interstellar travel happen via cutscenes and loading scenes? We're not sure yet, but Bungie hinted at actual space gameplay. How about competitive multiplayer? That's definitely in there, too, though you'll have to volunteer to do it. For example, you won't suddenly get shot in the back of the head by some griefer on Xbox Live. <laughs> so what engine powers Destiny? Uh, so we're going to talk about some technology. It's a new tech from Bungie. Um, does it look cool? In the extremely brief glimpses that IGN saw it, they said yes. Will it look nice on Xbox 360 and PlayStation 3 too, or only on the next-gen systems? We do not know yet. Is there an iOS companion app? <clears throat> Funny you should ask. Yes, yes there is. Apparently, you can receive basic notices, but also we're told uh, affect your friends' games. And this is something that, in the video, you see this, and, and this is, I think, one of the things that Rob and I like didn't understand. Yeah. You, you see like this guy working in the game, and then he's getting stuff on his phone, and it, somehow... It, I guess you might be out in the supermarket and could be playing or, or getting somehow involved in this game, and I'm not sure what the deal is. So um, the next question was, did Paul McCartney work on the soundtrack for this game? And they said, boy, are you psychic or something? Yes, but the bulk of the work was done by renowned Bungie composer Marty O'Donnell and his longtime musical writing partner, Mike Salvatore. Um, and yes, the music is awesome. So then there's a couple last miscellaneous... I'll go ahead and cover them since you had such a huge section there, Rob. Uh, a couple of miscellaneous. Are there any screenshots of the game? No, really none. All we have are three pieces of concept art 
and you can check out IGN for some of the, the latest videos that they have. So if you want to see them. So they're, it's interesting, um, but the whole aspect, it looks like they really want to bring everybody to get, together um, in this game and keep you involved in this game by branching out outside, like to your phone and stuff. So how that's going to work, we don't know. It's it it's kind of interesting. It makes you think, hmm, okay, you know, well, what's going to happen? Um, I could see Rob being at the store with his family and him getting a text from this game, and it's like they're in a battle, you know, and I'm, I'm like in a battle, Rob, I need your help, get in here. And Rob's like, Stop shopping. We got to go now. <laughs> Put down the OJ. Let's go. <laughs> Let's get in line. We'll call Peapod. <laughs> so, I don't know. It's it, I, I'm definitely going to be interested in this because it's Bungie, and they have a very successful track record. Yes. So, I'm, I mean, I'm excited for this, and I'm sure we'll see. We'll get a lot of answers, I'm sure, at E3. Being that they're already releasing information, we'll I expect we'll see gameplay at E3. So, yep, be cool, very cool. Okay, um, moving right along. Uh, next thing is uh, Dead Space Three DLC coming out in March. Uh, it's titled Awakened. It's going to be available for PS3, PC, and 360 for. Ten dollars worth of Microsoft points, and uh, it's don't have you and me. Yep. Uh, let's see. As far as details, um, kind of have to wait and see. They basically say you'll experience the franchise's darkest chapters as the Necromorph battles become even more gruesome and terrifying than ever before. Dun, dun, dun. Yes. It essentially looks like a campaign expansion. So. Yep. And there is co-op in it because if you look at the achievements which are already available um, out there on your console, you can see there's one where you you uh, stasis your partner. So um, obviously it looks like the co-op will carry over, which is cool. So I'll be playing it for sure. So. Um. The so last thing. As you mentioned earlier, Rob, the Redbox app. Mm-hmm. I was um, curious. I did get an email shortly. Uh, I just signed up for the trial from Redbox Instant Streaming, and they quickly, uh, it was within a couple of days, they sent me an email giving me a code so I could have the app on my Xbox. So I do have it. I went into it once. I didn't. It was late. I didn't get a chance to watch a movie yet. Um, their library is very a lot smaller than Netflix. It is a lot smaller. What I do like <clears throat> is that you can go into the, on the Xbox, you can go in and uh, look at movies that are in the kiosks. And I even selected it. It came up and I, it asked me for my you know my uh, zip code, put my zip code in, and it pulled up all the X, all the red boxes right around my house, and I could select you know which ones I wanted, and you can look at them and see what movies are there. So I thought that was kind of cool. You know, it's just kind of like taking, the, you know, you can do it on their website and you can reserve a movie. So if there's like a brand new title sitting there and you want to watch it, you can reserve it and then walk over to the box, put your card in and pulls your account up, I guess, and there's your movie. Yeah. So you can do that from your 360, which I thought was kind of cool. 
Um, and they they got their categories and you know like manly movies and they they got some weird category type of thing that they got stuff designed in. But um, I was hoping to watch a movie through it this week, but I've been so busy with Dead Space Three um, that I have not streamed one to see what the quality looked like yet. But um, I mean, I'll try to get that done this week if I can just watch one movie and get back with you guys and let you know how it looks. But uh, I would expect it to be just fine. I really do. I can't see them coming to the table and not having good quality streaming. So Agreed. And anything's better than Netflix, to be honest. <laughs> I think their streaming is really subpar. So often it drops down. You can tell all of a sudden it's all pixelated. And, and I don't get that problem with Xbox movies or through the Amazon app. So... Gotcha. But that's what I want to find out. So that's it. That is all? That is all. Okay. Um, let's see. Releases for this week. Crisis 3, 60 bucks coming out, what, on Tuesday? Um, you know what? That's a good so, question because normally I'm it would. i look it up there right now. But GameStop. 219. Yeah, it's Tuesday. Yeah, Tuesday, yep. They, uh, I was surprised because Gamefly shipped this thing out to me early. Normally they wouldn't ship them till tomorrow um, on Monday. But well, they tomorrow's a holiday. Ah, bingo. That's why. That's why I got it sent to me early. So it still won't. It, it might actually be here on Tuesday. It probably will be. So that's right. What holiday? Is it one of those President's president? Day. President's Day? Yep. Okay. So, yeah, no work tomorrow. I got to go sell Girl Scout cookies. <laughs> so, how do you get off work? That's not fair. <laughs> it's a holiday for us. So, um, that's it. We that's it for this week. There was a voicemail, but we didn't play it because no. there was two words. <laughs> Someone said nice website. That's it. They didn't say who they were. They didn't say anything else, so I was like, I'm not going to bother putting that into the show if I don't even know who you are, so um, at least give us your gamer tag and and then tell us it's a nice site. So, <laughs> so no voicemail this week. All right, that's it for me, Rob. I'm out of here. I'm going to go put this thing together and go watch Walking Dead, man. Woohoo, that sounds like a plan, my friend. Everybody, thanks for listening. Thanks for uh, being a part of the community. And um, we will see you all back here next week. Same time, same channel. I am Mark, a.k.a. Wingman709, taking off. And I'm Rob, also known as Presar. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll catch you all next week with our next show.